welcome back to Becoming No One. I'm your host, Big Taj, and today we're going to continue talking about the Hermetic Principles. Guys, I am so excited to deliver this message today. Um, today, we're going to talk about the principle of correspondence. We'll talk about the three great planes, which is something we haven't really discussed in deep detail yet, which is super exciting. And then we're also going to talk about the principle of vibration and the principle of polarity and how we can kind of use these against each other to create the reality that we want. If y'all have not read the Kabbalion yourself, I highly, highly recommend that you do just because they really dive into the, the laws of the universe and the hermetic principles and they tell us what it is and what it isn't so that we can truly understand how we can transcend these so that we can basically use these principles in conjunction with each other and against each other in order to create the reality that we really want. So it's really important for us to understand um, from reference points that are at our level of consciousness, which is what I think the initiates do a really good job of doing. Um, it's really important for us to, to really be able to critically think about this because um, a lot of this is what we've been talking about last season. I had so many full circle moments um, when I was creating this episode. So I'm really excited about this. Um, so we're just going to go ahead and jump right in. And y'all continue to leave me feedback. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. Um, because these next couple of weeks, it's going to be so much new information. So now that we spent a whole episode talking about the awe or talking about that first hermetic principle of mentalism, we're going to spend this episode talking about um, the core, the principle of correspondence, the principle of vibration and the principle of polarity. Um, and then next week, we'll finish wrapping up the hermetic principles in the Kabbalion. So the Kabbalion says that this principle embodies the truth that there is a harmony agreement and correspondence between the several planes of manifestation, life, and being, okay? So now each principle kind of builds off the other. So now that we understand that everything comes from the all, God, or source, whatever you want to call it, and that the all is the only thing that exists above the laws of the universe, then we can conclude that every manifestation or creation from the all follows the same laws, principles, and characteristics, and that that applies to a certain unit or base on its own uh, phenomenon on each plane. Okay. And that just means that each plane of existence serves its own purpose and is exploring a specific variable that's unique to that existence. So um, the same laws apply to everything that's within that unit or within that system. So in order for us to understand the principle of correspondence, we have to discuss these three classes of phenomenon that are called the great three planes, which are physical, mental, and spiritual planes. But for the sake of the Kabbalion, they call it the great physical plane, the great mental plane, and the great spiritual plane. Basically, what we need to know about the three great planes is that there is really no separation between them and that they are ascending degrees of scale of life. So all on top of each other while overlapping in some areas as well. So we discussed this last season when we talked about the astral plane and its phenomena. The lowest point or the physical plane is matter and the highest point is spirit or the spiritual plane. Okay. So the Kabbalion says that the three great planes are groups of degrees of life manifestations. Okay. So every single plane has a different life manifestation. All right. So let's kind of go through and describe the three planes of phenomena so we can better understand the connection. But before we, we talk about each plane, we need to kind of discuss what a plane is. So basically, the Kabbalion says a plane is a state or condition, and yet the state or condition is a degree of dimension in a scale subject to measurement. So it's not a place. It's not exactly a state or condition or an ordinary dimension of space, which 
I'll explain so everybody can understand. I know that just sounds like a whole bunch of gibberish, but I'm going to explain it for y'all and try to break it down, okay? So an ordinary dimension is a measure in a straight line relating to a measure of length, uh, breadth, and height, okay? But this degree of dimension has created things or what occultists call fourth dimension. Now, the fourth dimension is the standard used to determine the degrees or planes. That's why it's not an ordinary dimension, um, the fourth dimension is actually called the dimension of vibration. So each degree vibrates at a different rate, which forms a plane. So to explain, the rate of vibration constitutes the degree of measurement on the scale of vibration. So the higher the degree of rate of vibration, the higher the plane and the higher the manifestation of life occupying that plane. So as you can see, it's not really a state or condition and it's not really an ordinary dimension, but it's basically a bunch of energy that's vibrating at the same rate that basically creates this division or these planes. It's also important to note that hermeticists use the rates so that we have a reference point that we can understand, but everything is a part of the all. So it's really just one thing, but it's a certain amount of energy that vibrates at the same rate. So hermeticists kind of use that separation or the ability for us to conceptualize that separation to give us a reference point that we can understand. They also divide the great three planes into seven subdivisions. So here we go again with the number seven, like dividing everything. So in the physical plane, there are seven subdivisions who that also have seven subdivisions. Okay, so let's start with the physical plane and then we'll kind of work our way upwards. So let's start with the physical plane and its subdivision. So this plane contains everything that has to do with physics, which deals with the structure of matter and how the universe interacts with it or material things, forces and manifestation. So it's made up of matter and all forms of energy or forces, which can seem contradictory because we know matter is just energy slowed down to the lowest vibratory state. But understand that hermetic philosophy does not consider matter to be separate. It's all just energy at different low vibratory rates. Okay, so some vibrates so low that it manifests in the physical form and some vibrate so high that it's just like pure energy and pure light. Okay. So in the physical plane, there are seven subdivisions. So we're going to explore those now. Plane one is the lowest and plane seven is the highest. So we'll start lowest to highest. Now the first plane in the physical plane is the plane of matter A and it contains the solids, the liquids, and the gases. The second plane is the plane of matter B. It contains the phenomena of radiant matter in its phases of radium. Now, this is kind of new to modern science, but radiant matter is basically matter that's so subtle that it barely looks like it's in motion. This is what scientists kind of refer to as like the fourth state of matter when they like thought that atoms were indivisible in the smallest particle form in solid. I don't know if y'all remember that, but I remember back in school, they taught us that an atom was like the smallest particle. Okay, so they used this radiant matter when they were talking about the atom being the smallest particle and indivisible. But now it just describes subtle energy that's kind of toggling back and forth with little to no motion. Now, the third plane is called the plane of matter C. It contains forms of the most subtle matter. Again, this this energy here is barely moving, all right? 
And then next we have the fourth, which is called the plane of ethereal substance. Now this contains the ether, which is a substance that is present in all universal spaces. And basically it facilitates the transmission of electricity, waves of energy, light, heat, and etc. So um, hermeticists believe it to be like super elastic and lack density or substance. But the ether is what connects matter with energy that isn't manifested physically. Now we talked about the ether in the first season in the first couple episodes is kind of like this connective tissue or this grid that exists around us and connects all of us together. So this is what psychics are connecting to when they're talking to spirit. This is what we're connecting to sometimes when we see somebody staring at us or we feel somebody staring at us and we know exactly where to look. We're connecting to that aether that's supposed to be around us. Now, the fifth plane is called the plane of energy A. It contains regular energy that you learn about in science class. It has seven subdivisions underneath it, which are heat, light, magnetism, electricity, attraction. It also includes uh, cohesion and affinity, which gravitation and chemical, which some of them are still kind of being explored by scientists. And also, it also has other energies that we have not been able to classify yet. The sixth plane of the physical plane is called the plane of energy B. Now, this contains what science refers to as nature's finer forces. So basically, this energy that exists here is at such a high form that, again, it has not been classified by science yet. But they do know that this energy is made of the energy used to manifest any of our mental phenomena. So when we're manifesting, we're pulling from this energy. Um, and then the seventh plane is called the plane of energy C. This contains energy so highly organized that it shares some of the same characteristics of life. But this energy is not available to us on this physical plane, especially at our level of consciousness, because we can't even begin to fathom this type of energy. And, and remember, I said we have a hard time accepting what we have not witnessed in our own reality. So we can't see past our own level of consciousness. So this energy is used by beings of the spiritual plane. And it's what we would call divine power. And if we were ever to witness it being displayed, this type of power, it would be comparable to like a god or like Superman or some shit. Next, let's explore the mental plane and its seven subdivisions. Um, so the mental plane contains all form of living things, including some things occultists only know about, but we stay ready so we don't have to get ready. So we actually talked about some of those things in our last season. So it'll be bringing some stuff full circle with this. So the first plane of the mental plane is called the plane of mineral mind. Now this contains states or conditions of units or entities or groups, combination of units or entities such as minerals, chemicals, etc. Um, these are just the forms though, or the material body of the molecules, atoms, photons, electrons, ions um, that make up chemicals and minerals. Okay. It's like our body is the material form of our being. This is like the form of those minerals. So they're really just like living beings of a low degree of life, mind and development. And science proves that atoms, molecules, photons, and electrons express emotions of like and dislike, attraction and repulsion. And sometimes scientists even believe that the desires, wills, feelings, and emotions of these entities are only a few degrees away from ours. So everything on this plane is important because even though it's not like a higher life form and it's a lower life form, it still plays its role in like this thing that we call the universe. Okay. So 
Um, plane two is the plane of elemental mind A, and it contains the state or condition and degree of mental and vital development of a class of entities that we are not aware of. So their degree of intelligence is between a mineral and chemical entity and an entity from the plant kingdom, but they are outside of our physical senses of sight and sound. Okay. Um, plane three is the plane of plant mind. And again, you, you could probably guess this one, but it contains states or conditions of entities from the plant kingdom, which is vital in, uh, which is vital and it's a mental, uh, phenomenon. So plants have life, mind, and soul, just like us. And they also have animals, men, and Superman. So that means just like we have animals, men, women, and superhumans, which are just basically highly intelligent humans. So do plants. Now this might sound a little unhinged y'all, but I have a story for y'all. So I've always been a really curious girl and I found this book that I haven't come back across since I was reading it the first time and it basically lists the species of like alien or extraterrestrial beings that we've either come in contact with or we know exist and the book was mind-blowing y'all and it said a lot of the aliens in like Star Wars or like real aliens that we have encountered and know about like the lion face ones are really just basically the Lumerians along with the Anunnaki, which are also just the humanoid Lumerians. So they used to share a planet before. And it also said that there was like a race of like pointy ear aliens, like the Voltrons and also ET from the movie ET phone home. He's a part of like a uh, alien race, which are uh, part of the grays that are called the Anthadians. And they really do have like glowing fucking fingers apparently, but in the book, the reason why I'm bringing this up is in the book, they had several plant humanoid species who blood was basically chlorophyll, which is the stuff that some people take as a natural remedy, which makes sense because it really is like the blood of plants. So, and apparently there are planets that are fully plant life planets who have like walking plants, animals, humanoids, superhumans, and some of them are vicious as well, which kind of made me think about those videos that were circulating of people in the rainforest and basically them catching on camera like trees running and shit. Like maybe that's not too far fetched. And I'm not saying I believe any of this, but I'm just in this non judgmental state. So I consider all the information, put it in my back pocket and hope I never need it. But according to the Kabbalion, this like human like or um, animalistic like plant life actually does exist so yeah take that with a grain of salt now the fourth plane is called the plane of elemental mind b and this contains states of conditions of a higher form of elemental or invisible entities the fifth is called the plane of the animal mind and it's the state and conditions of beings entities or souls of the animal kingdom i don't gotta explain that we learn about the animal kingdom in school um, plane six is called the plane of elemental mind C, and this contains entities or invisible beings. All elementals are invisible, but these are the ones we uh, talked about in season one when we talked about the fairies, the gnomes, the goblins. Okay, they are a combination of animal and human like to a certain degree, and they're semi intelligent. And then the seventh plane, which is the last one, is called the plane of the human mind. Now, this contains those manifestations of life and mentality of men. So this is where we come in. Now, remember I said that each of these subdivisions have seven subdivisions. Well, the average man occupies the fourth subdivision, but highly intelligent humans have crossed over into this fifth subdivision. Now, from reading this, I'm assuming that these are the level of consciousness uh, that we 
explored in the last season. So the fourth subdivision would be the heart space. And remember I said most people don't make it past the third or fourth density. And so the fourth density is the heart space, which is the portal between the physical parts of us and the non-physical or spiritual parts of us. So our connection to the divine or our higher self. So just to try to bring that full circle, if it's saying that our level of consciousness never really rise past this fourth division within, you know, this plane of the human mind, then that kind of um, lines up with what we learned about the different densities of consciousness. Now, next, we're going to talk about the great spiritual plane and the Kabbalion doesn't go into each subdivision of the spiritual plane in deep detail like it did the other two physical and mental planes. Um because we can't even understand the last subdivision of the human mind, okay, fully to its capacity. But the beings of the upper spiritual planes that we talked about last season would fall into this cap category. A lot of the uh, capabilities were kind of hard for us to explain in terms that we could understand. So um, I'll try to break this down from what we do know from what the Kabbalion says. And it kind of lines up with what we talked about when we talked about the planes of existence. Okay, so on the seventh subdivision exists what we call angels, archangels, demi demigods, whatever. On the lowest subdivision are the masters, teachers, and adepts. So this will be the third plane of existence that we talked about with the healing powers and the light workers. Um, the subdivision above the masters contains this great hierarchy of angelic posts, which we have no awareness of. And then above them are what they refer to as gods or the gods, but it's not to be confused with God consciousness or the all or anything like that. These are beings uh, with what we would consider deities. These are the true divine beings. And these beings, along with the angelic helpers, handle the affairs of the universe. So they aid in the process of evolution and cosmic process. Their plane is right below absolute spirit or the all. Now, this book said something that I thought was important for me to share. So we talk about the level of uh, the legend of the fallen angels and this book basically confirms that there is some fact to that. So when spirits strive for selfish power on the spiritual plane, it ultimately leads to them losing their spiritual balance and falling back as far as they have risen. So this is actually the law of rhythm in work. So the soul is basically given a chance to redeem itself from square one or the furthest extreme of material existence. So basically, when they say fallen angels, they're talking about these entities who fell out of spiritual balance and basically fell in consciousness. Okay. Um, also, we need to understand that each principle applies to each plane. So the first principle of mentalism applies because everything is held in the mind of the all. The second of correspondence tells us that every plane has harmony and agreements between them. The third of vibration creates the planes through different degrees of vibratory rates. The fourth of polarity manifests as everything having its opposite side of the poles or extreme opposites. Um, the fifth principle of rhythm tracks the movement of phenomenon like the cycles, the ups and downs, the ebbs and flows. The sixth of cause and effect manifests as every cause having its effect. And the seventh manifests as creative energy, which has its masculine and feminine aspects, which is the principle of gender. So these principles really do exist in everything and across every plane. So next, we're going to talk about the principle of vibration. And this is the principle that says that nothing is at rest and everything is in a constant state of motion or basically vibrating. Now, the Kabbalion says that hermetic teachings expand past this to include that the differences between the various manifestations of the universal power are due to. Um, 
entirely to the varying rates in mode of vibration and that the all in itself manifests the constant vibration at such an infinite degree that it appears at rest. Like if you would see like a wheel spinning really fast, it basically looks like a solid object. So it's like kind of like that same thing. So spirit is at one end of the pole of vibration and matter is at the other end. So modern science has proven that matter and energy are just modes of vibratory motion. Um, same thing, just different poles or degrees. And it has also proven that the principle of vibration actually exist in everything so let's break it down from like the scientific perspective of this so science tells us that all matter manifests in some degree with its vibrations arising from temperature or heat so it manifests different degrees of heat vibrations which means it's invoked motion and it's vibrating so we know that all particles like electrons ions atoms or matter move in a circular motion for example, kind of like the sun moves around a focal point and so do the planets moving around in a circular motion around the sun. So the molecules are in a constant state of movement around each other and against each other. And then molecules are made up of atoms, which are in a constant state of movement and vibration. Atoms are made up of ions and electrons, which are in a rapid state of movement. So as you can see, all forms of matter manifest vibrations, okay? So these molecules make up of what we are, okay? So if everything in us is vibrating, I guess we can conclude that we're in a constant state of vibration is basically what this is saying, all right? So the Hermeticists believe the universal ether to be a higher manifestation of matter. So basically matter at a high degree of vibration. So they call... Um, this matter at the high vibration or this aether uh, ethereal substance which again is just a medium for transmitting vibratory waves of energy like light heat electricity mag uh, magnetism so the aether is basically all around us like i said before and this is what physics um says is connecting all of us to each other through like this consciousness grid now what do you need to understand from this you need to understand that hermeticism teaches that manifestations of thoughts, emotions, reasons, wills, or desires, or any mental state or condition are accompanied by vibrations, which is apparently responsible for telepathy. So when you feel these intense emotions, they give off a vibration that's transmitted through this aether or this ether, and they tend to affect the mind of other people in a process that's called induction. Now, induction is just telepathy. So telepathy is just mental influence and other forms of action and power of mind over mind. So basically, this just means that every thought, emotion, or mental state has its own rate or mode of vibration. Now, there's something that we talked about before. It's called the emotional vibration scale, which tells you the vibration of each emotion. I will look at it, guys. I will look into this so that you can manage your emotions better. Because remember in the first episode, I said emotions are the most intense vibrations. Now, this actually kind of proves what we say when we say, you know, that whatever your state of being is, right? And whatever you're constantly focusing on and feeling, it sends something out to the universe. And then the universe just amplifies that. Well, if the aether is supposed to be of this higher manifestation, right? It's supposed to be this high vibratory energy that surrounds us, then that would make complete sense. 
And if you want to connect it further, the law, if you apply the law of attraction to this, so say you're feeling an emotion of fear and you send that out into the universe. Well, the moment that it leaves you and it actually, the energy starts moving, it gets caught by this aether that's just going to amplify it, right? Because it's of a higher form of energy, a higher form of manifestation. And then because of the law of attraction, you're just going to get back whatever it is that you pushed out amplified. So if you focus on the positive, you're going to get back a positive manifestation. If you focus on the negative, you're going to get back a negative manifestation just to bring that full circle. Now, why is this important? Again, it's really important to remember that the principle of vibration is the last of the immutable um, principles, which means it cannot be transcended. But through understanding this principle of vibration, you can polarize your mind at any degree and have perfect control over your mental states and your moods. So... Um, the best at this are basically able to produce vibrations at will, which is done by studying mental transmutation, which we discussed in the very first episode of this season. So my best advice with learning this information, right, is to start really feeling your emotions. Like, again, don't judge your emotions. Just allow yourself to feel them and feel what they feel like. And then seek to explore them. Seek to try to figure out what you are actually feeling, right? And then put a name to that. Now, once you're able to put a name to that, now you know exactly how it feels when you're melancholy. Now you know exactly how it feels when you're sad. Now you know exactly how you feel when you're humiliated, right? And you can start playing around with that energy. And once you know what a energy feels like, you are able to manifest that energy into your life, like happiness or joy. Okay. So you can do something as simple as closing your eyes and doing a visual visualization and trying to remember a time you were really, really happy. Because again, your body cannot tell if it's happening right now or if it happened in the past. So you can practice tapping into this energy by closing your eyes and visualizing something that made you really sad, something that made you really happy, something that made you embarrassed and feel what that energy feels like so that you can start creating those vibrations at will. Now, I haven't gave y'all homework in a long time, so that's y'all homework. All right. So next, we're going to talk about the principle of polarity, which tells us that everything has its poles, its opposites, its degrees, its extremes, you know, it's like, it's dislike, it's all of that. Now, the Kabbalion says that this principle embodies the truth that all manifested things have two sides or two aspects with various degrees between the two extremes. But it's all the same th thing. It's just at a different degree or a different vibratory rate. Okay. So through understanding polarity, you can learn to slide up the scale between two extremes. So you already do this when you slide up the scale and down the scale of loudness. You know how like when you're talking to someone or you, you, you say something too loud and somebody's like, be quiet. You know how to get quiet very quickly. And you can do that very easily because it's something you've practiced your entire life. It's the same thing with singers who are able to do riffs, right? And they're able to go up the scale and down the scale. It's the exact same thing. Okay. So we already do this. We just have to practice doing this with our emotions, with our thoughts, etc. Okay. So you can also master how to do this when it comes to fear and courage scale as well, which is going to be really important with what's going on in this world. You can also do this with hot and cold. So your body temperature, you can also do this with hate and love. So this um, is a little bit different than transmutation because one, it's, one thing is not becoming another thing, okay? But because it's all the same thing, it's just switching degrees, which is what we call uh, polarization. 
this also applies to raising your vibration because it's you sliding up the scale of matter to spirit. So we mentioned this when we spoke about the positive and negative paths of polarization in the third density. I also told a story of me being spiritually attacked and when um, that was happening or when that happens to you, you should go into a meditative state and you should basically start imagining that spirit and sending it genuine love and compassion. But the caveat to that is that you have to mean it. Now, if you actually mean it, it will start to depolarize um, that negative entity towards the positive and basically they'll leave you alone. Now, the last time this happened to me, it sounded like a linebacker ran through my refrigerator because I was sending genuine love and compassion um, to that spirit. And I basically had a dream and I saw the face. So I just reimagined what I was seeing in my dream. And it, I li it literally sound like a linebacker ran through my refrigerator, which is reflective by the way, which again are portals. So now what's crazy though, is this weekend I watched the movie, everything everywhere, all at once. And PI had been telling me on TikTok to watch it for 27 years. And I finally was just like, you know what? I got some time. Let me watch this. But in the movie, there was a scene where the lady was trying to like timeline jump. And one of the things she had to do to activate this timeline was say, I love you to like the possessed lady that was trying to attack her. Right. And it was like, if you don't mean it, it's not going to work. So she kept saying, I love you. I love you. And she didn't mean it. But when she actually did believe it, right she was able to tap into that other timeline now that is not a coincidence y'all these people understand the universe and how it works and they put it in our face all the time in these movies but if you need like a reference point that you can understand I will watch that movie uh, everything everywhere all at once I watched it on um, Amazon so I believe it's on Amazon right now but basically it's showing you the process of depolarization but of course it's a movie so they kind of like switched a little bit of it they did it for timeline jumping which is kind of the same thing as raising your vibration is jumping into another timeline. But as you can see from my example and also the example in the movie you can literally depolarize or polarize more towards the positive through your thoughts and your beliefs. So if you genuinely are sending love to this entity, you're able to change their mental state. You're able to influence them mentally, which is telepathy. And what's crazy is we use telepathy all the time. We just don't know that it's called that. It's the same thing as if you're you know, thinking about somebody and then all of a sudden they text you or they call you. What is happening is that you are tapped into that aether around you because you're probably cleaning or you're doing something where you're focused on one task, right? You're in the present moment. So it's like you almost get like the little phone call before it come. You get, they're sending the vibration your way or they thinking about you and they're feeling some type of feeling. You are catching it because you're in the aether and you're tapped into the aether. So you feel it right before it happens. So we use telepathy all the time. We just don't call it that. Or we just don't recognize that's, that's what it is. It's the same thing as if you're hanging out with your friend and somebody does something crazy and y'all look at each other and y'all know exactly what each other is going to say. It is the same thing. That's y'all tapping into that aether. Now, keep in mind that you have to understand that on this physical plane, there is the illusion of separation where the two extremes are considered positive or negative. So love is positive to hate and courage is positive to fear. So the tendency of nature is, is going to be in the direction of the dominant activity of the positive pole. Okay. So light always wins in darkness. That is what that is saying. Okay. So if you can keep, um, 
you know, your vibrations high, if you can send out genuine love, nothing can really come against you because it kind of strengthened this magnetic field around you, which kind of makes you like sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Like it makes you like the walking manifestation of that. Like it's literally people could be throwing stones and it would just bounce right off of you. Okay. If you're able to master your thoughts and you're able to um, you know, control your emotions and manage your emotions, which is really important. So using this principle is how you take back control of your mind instead of being a slave to it. You can learn to master your mental states so that you have the experiences you want and you don't become a victim of your own creation and of your own circumstances. So it's really important for us to understand polarity and for us to play around with what these energies feel like so that we can learn to slide up that scale whenever we are having an unfavorable experience. And we can keep it focused on the positive because we understand that positive is basically what's favored by the universe. Right. So the universe will work in conjunction with us when we're operating from this positive perspective. So we might as well do what's best for ourselves and help ourselves out and lend a hand instead of working against um, the universe or basically swimming upstream. So I'm going to go ahead and end the episode there just because if I don't, I, if I would have added another principle into this episode, basically next episode would have been very short. So I'm going to go ahead and end it here because I think it's important for us to kind of explore those three in conjunction. And I think, again, it was a lot of information to digest. I want y'all to listen to this multiple times, especially where it when it comes to what's on the subdivisions of those three great planes, the mental, the physical, and the spiritual, because we have, we, we, we exist kind of across all three of those planes. So we really do need to understand that and how these principles correspond to those planes so that we can take control and again, create the life that we want to. People have, you know, are always talking about manifesting and they give y'all tools and stuff for y'all to manifest. But the whole purpose of becoming no one is for us to tell us how the hows, the whys, you know, for us to understand on a deeper level why this works. Okay. Um, so I really hope that I hope that this is helping y'all. So again, um, we're going to go ahead and stop the episode here next week. We'll return with the last three principles and we'll basically wrap up the Kabbalion. Um, so if you guys haven't subscribed, please subscribe, leave me some feedback. It really does help me to increase my ratings and get more visibility in front of people. I'm now getting a lot of people writing me saying that they found my podcast first before they found my TikTok, which is like really fucking crazy to me. So, um, yeah, it helps to get more traction and to get this podcast in front of other people. So I really appreciate y'all. Y'all know I love y'all deep and I'll see y'all next week. <laughs>